Hello, everybody, on a Saturday night. Hello. Coming to you live from the Quest Studios in the USA is Johnny from the USA and Judy from Canada. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here as always. Yep. And of course, we got to put that question out, Judy, not unless you want to say it. Our first question. <laughs> what, Judy, what's our, always our first question? Go ahead. You do it tonight. Okay. I'm quite certain it is. Can you hear us? And can you see us? Fantastic. Please let us know. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome to the Quest Studios. We always have a little uh, delay until it catches up. And Linda says, absolutely, they can see us, and I hope they can hear us, Judy. Yes, I hope so, too. We've got an absolutely, so that's pretty good. And absolutely, is, oh. I agree with that. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, good evening, Professor. The professor's in the house. And of course, Judy, I have to give my shout-outs in the beginning. I get all my shout-outs and thank yous out in the beginning for my uh, Quest of Oak Island Templar soldiers, captains, commanders, and our Templar Grand Master. We got to give an extra shout-out, Judy, to Roxy. She upgraded from soldier to captain today, so I want to thank Roxy so much for upgrading. I thank you so much. And the rest of the team of uh, captains and commanders are Michelle and Michael and Tammy and Annette and the other Annette and Jazdia, Wayne, Starlene, and Renee. And also a big thank you to Judy, Barbara, Daniel, and Mike for the continued support every day. And, of course, again, I always thank Judy because I got her on live, how she helps out so much to keep this chat going. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome. I love it. Every second of it. Ginny Cruz, love the show and love this podcast. Well, I thank you for being a member, Ginny. Uh, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. I was figuring out, too, uh, we got some other things coming in uh, from Renee's uh, Art Inspired by Oak Island. It's starting to grow a little bit, Judy. A couple more pictures, a couple more things, a piece of chicken. But uh, I got a chuckle out of that. What would you think? I thought that was darn cute. <laughs> it actually looked pretty good, too. <laughs> yep. So anybody that has an idea, a picture, a photo, something you want to make, send it on to the crew in the quest of Oak Island. Renee's in charge of that, and also always keep your comments and observations positive and respectful. And don't forget, it's against the rules to sell anything on my channel. So we are here to enjoy and share diversity of knowledge and expression. And, of course, to exchange ideas with each other. And there's Barbara Perry as I speak. And I thank you so much, Barbara, for what you do. Hello, EC. From New Zealand. Welcome. As you guys know, season eight is a wrap. 
this Tuesday was the last drilling down or digging down or whatever the heck they called it, Judy. <laughs> yeah, drilling down, John. I also want to thank my uh, moderators uh, for the week, uh, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starlene. They're always scarring the chat, making sure everybody's uh, up to par. Was getting a lot of spam this week from a lot of foreign people with no profiles, no posts. I don't know what that was all about, Judy, but I had to delete a lot of people coming in that joined Facebook like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, You know you're just asking for trouble accepting those people. You know what I mean, Judy? Yep, I agree, because I've got some weird ones this past couple of weeks, too. And hello, Michelle is in the house. Hi, Michelle. The fisher, the fisherwoman. The fish she catches is unbelievable. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> hello, Wanda. And we got to give a shout out to the soldiers now, Judy. We got uh, Jennifer. Okay. We got uh, Michelle. We got Scott. We got Dana. We got Josh. We got Virginia. We got Jean, Cindy, Becky as our soldiers. I don't say the last names, not unless they want to do it. You think that's okay, Judy, that I just mentioned their first name? Yeah, I think that's quite okay. Okay, John. I think everybody's happy with that. Yeah, as long as they know, I know that their computer is uh, supportive and on their computer, on my computer, I mean, shows their full name. But as long as they know, I recognize them. That's all that matters. Right. Thank you, Lillian. Michelle, I've been getting a lot of strange requests as well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So just watch it. Like I said, I delete and then ban because we can't afford having the quest group hacked. So I don't click on any links. Um, Even if somebody's been here for years, Judy, like I said up before, hello, Starlene, thanks for coming in. You know what I mean, Judy? Like I said before, if somebody's been here for years, and all of a sudden, I'm getting, like, kind of weird things going on. I don't click on it. I'll just delete and ban. But please try to get a hold of me if your account is hacked. And me and my team will get you right back into the group in seconds if you have a new account. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yeah, please do that, guys. Because I was hacked recently, and uh, it's, it's not a good feeling. Nope, just a lot of strange things has been happening in the last, just the last five to six days. Right, you're right. So, you know, I, I ban and delete, and probably people get mad at me, but if they don't contact me or the rest of my moderators, I have no idea if it's you or it's a hacker. So I just play it safe, and you're gone until I know it's you, and I can put you right back on. It only takes two seconds. Yup, Linda. Linda checks the profile. If I don't like it, I delete it. I don't check anything. I'm afraid to. I don't click on anything. So tonight's uh, thing, after a little uh, synopsis by Judy for uh, Tuesday's episode, and before we get into some screenshots of Tuesday, we're going to do our own best moments uh, for our group. It could be from season one, could be from any seasons. 
you know, I want you to uh, put it in text and we'll read it out loud. And um, this will be the last week or the last 28 days that I'm giving away a Quest of Oak Island membership mug. Usually I stop when the season stops. And I have about eight or nine mugs left. I will be selling those mugs, USA, $30 a piece. USA, that's including postage. If it's international, I might need a little help on international. But I think I got eight mugs left of uh, the ones that the cast members have and the ones that researchers have because I'll probably try to get a new design next year. You know what I mean, Judy? Oh, okay. All righty. Well, I'll look forward to seeing that. But I don't know. We got to see how it goes. But um, it gets too slow in the summer, and um, I appreciate all you guys being so active uh, during the year, and that's why I give a free uh, mug out at the end of uh, the season, Judy. Yes. Well, uh, people, we all appreciate it, John. We do. I use mine every day. Yep. And Frankie Lopez. Hi, John and Judy. I'm sad the season's over. Always look forward to watching it every time it comes on, but excited for the next season. Yeah. Yep. On the YouTube side, Charles. I hope everyone is enjoying their Saturday night. Starling, so far so good. But, uh, yeah, and so the most active for this month, Judy, drum roll, please. <laughs> Who won as being most active in the Quest of Oak Island group and also a Shannon public cover last cookie cutter that you're going to get? is Linda Shaftel. Congratulations, Linda. Linda Shaftel, number one contributor this month, wins a free Quest of Oak Island membership mug and a cookie cutter. Where the heck are you going to go on a Facebook group and get free stuff like this, huh, guys? <laughs> Nowhere. But I like what Cindy says. She said she hopes your mug stays on the new mug. Yeah, probably more wrinkles and more uh, thicker glasses, but uh, my face will always be on there, Cindy, because of copyright laws and everything else. Nobody can come after me because it's my face and my mug. You know what I mean, Cindy? So it's only me. You get me. And that's okay. We love it. And Jan, sad to see the season end, but if we stick together, season nine will be here before you know it. Yep. That's true. That is true. Yep. And Tom Burns, thanks for coming in. What a great season. And thanks to everyone for your submissions and sharing of ideas. Yeah. And after, uh, Judy does the synopsis in a couple of minutes. I'm going to go over the Facebook stats. People like to hear the stats on Facebook. They're kind of interesting that nobody else says, but you know what? Uh, Johnny really don't care. Who knows my numbers or whatever. So you guys know what I know. I'm an open book. And Wanda switches to I Facebook. I always enjoy hearing them, John. Yep. And Playground Justice. 
Good evening, everyone. Cookie cutters are cool. And Tim Lowe from Savannah. Yep, whatever works for you. Some people YouTube doesn't work good for. Some people Facebook. And if we do trivia night, people on YouTube, you have to join my quest of Oak Island Facebook page because I don't think YouTube wants to hear a trivia not related to Oak Island. My members, it's a different story. I can just stream to my group. But I don't know if the whole world wants to see uh, half a discussion of Oak Island. Then I stop, then put up my introduction for uh, trivia of all questions. It could be anything, all in one spot. So I think it's better if I just separate it and have trivia on the Facebook Quest page. What do you think, Judy? I think that's a good idea, yeah. And then we're just free to go as long as we want. Yep, and then YouTube will be all, you know, Oak Island stuff. Like if I get interviews again and guest appearances. So that's what I want to keep separate. So YouTubers, please join my Facebook quest page. If not, I don't know what to tell you. You won't be able to play trivia. All righty. And of course, I got to find Judy's picture. I got a bunch of screenshots from Tuesday. going to hear Judy's voice for her last synopsis for the season, but maybe she can do some synopsis, you know, after our Saturday night shows and stuff. Maybe if I mumble long enough, she can synopsis me. What do you guys think? <laughs> Sounds okay to me. <laughs> Hello, Annette from Arizona. Michelle, separate's good. Okay. Summer always goes fast. Yep. All righty. Judy, I got your picture up. If you're ready, go ahead. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Last Tuesday night started out with our Quest Quick 30 with John's ever-faithful thank yous to all of us. And we thank you, too, John, for all you give to us. John then read an article written by and posted on our page by our professor, Daniel Spino. He introduces us to a pirate named Peter Easton. Marty believed if anyone buried treasure on Oak Island, it would be this pirate. Easton is not a famous name, says Daniel, but was probably the most successful pirate of all time. Daniel's post is well worth a read, as it, too, leads to Oak Island. We then looked at a few pictures of the upcoming drilling down and found it to be worth watching. John then announced that there would be a podcast on Saturday night, and he asks that all of us watch our page for all of our shows that are coming up on, on the summer Saturday nights. So keep your eyes open, guys. Now down to the drilling down. The show opens with Rick, Marty, and Maddie sitting around the table while the snow falls on Oak Island. As Maddie interviews the brothers, he points out that it is the special moments the fans like best. He asks Marty if he can remember the moment 
Rick first showed him the Reader's Digest article in 1965. Yes, Marty says, we were sitting on the bed in the bedroom. That moment was the real beginning for us. They then discussed the Cobb 8 Spanish coin from 1652 found in the swamp as a top moment. Marty could now accept something significant happened on Oak Island before 1795. For Rick, the handing of the coin to Dan was the moment. Dan had his proof, and Rick is ecstatic about the fact they could give him that proof before he died. It was the beginning, guys, not the end. The next top moment happened in Smith Cove with the refinding of the U-shaped structure. Dan had found it years before, and now they could get Dan some answers. The wood from the structure turned out to be red spruce, and it dated back to 1769. Again, proof of important activity on Oak Island before 1795. Rick says the next top moment is the finding of the cross, also found in the cove. Margaret points out that woo-woo-woo means I found something to Gary. We hear that a lot. After testing it showed the lead of the cross to be from southeastern France, pre-15th century. Marty says it's so out of place, so it has to mean something. Another top moment occurred when David McDonald, writer of the Reader's Digest item, visited the island. Dan and Rick especially are thankful for that article, as without it, they would be not beyond Oak Island. The same can be said by many fans, myself included. Together with Mr. McDonald, the fellowship each dropped something into a time capsule made by Dave Blankenship from drilling pipe. It is then buried for a future generation to find. Included is a copy of the Reader's Digest story that changed the world in so many ways. For Rick especially, the next top moment was when Fred Nolan ended the many-year feud between him and Dan and joined the fellowship. They could now all work together and begin hunting in the swamp. After his dad's death, Tom Nolan, now too with the fellowship, gave the okay to go forward in the entire swamp. Many new top moments were yet to come. In the following years, they find the eye of the swamp, the large paved area, and the stone road, along with over 2,000 artifacts in the swamp. Fred truly believed the answer to Oak Island's mystery would be found there. Season 8 has proven that something significant happened here before 1795. The final top moment is the finding of the silver in the water from the holes drilled in the money pit area. Ian believes 
there is a dump truck load of silver here. Marty says this is the first indication that there is treasure on Oak Island. And Rick says there is a lot more work to be done. We will follow the silver. What once was lost will be found. There is more to come, Acorns. Stay faithful and also stay safe, and I will see you soon. Thank you very much, Judy. Fantastic synopsis. Fantastic how you ended it. I love it. Thank you. And, uh, of course, members on the Facebook side, this will be posted for you to read in detail. Of course, my members on the paid side got this days before. One of the perks on getting things way before we announce it here on the uh, YouTube channel. And I thank you so much, Judy. You just get better and better and better. Alrighty. Before we get into the screenshots and then think of your guys' most uh, memorable moments. Yes, Tom Burns says, big shout out to Judy for her synopsis and attention to detail. Fantastic. Uh, unbelievable. Thanks, Tom, so much. Thanks, everybody. The really, the professor, terrific job, Judy. I want to know what, what I do without her. She's part of us now. You're stuck with me, Judy. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, John. And everybody, Thanks, everybody. On, yep, everybody on the YouTube side is thanking you. And of course, like I said, like normal, this will be posted so everybody can read it. On the Facebook side, I want to still thank, uh, Linda Shafto, who won a brand new Quest of Oak Island membership mug with a cookie cutter that'll be going out today. And I have about eight or nine mugs left of that style. They'll be $30 a piece, USA postage paid. Please private message me and we can arrange how you can get one. Not very many left. And uh, we'll go from there. So a couple of stats on the Facebook side that you guys want to hear. As of today, 522.21, Judy, we have 71,597 members. Yes. This week's been pretty good. We're down about 550 members for the whole year, which isn't bad off our high. But uh, we're bouncing back and forth. We had, in the 28-day period, Judy, we had 273 posts, which were down 3%. Because it's slowing down, Judy, after the show airs, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. We had uh, 8,775 comments. That's 8,775 comments. That was down 5%. But you guys on reactions, you know, the likes and the hearts and the everything, Judy, you know what I'm talking about on reactions? Right, yes. That's amazing. This, it really is. On the reactions, Judy, it was up 11%. You know how many reactions I've seen? I can't even guess. 72,921. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and That's I, pretty darn cool, John. <laughs> and I see each one. I see every post. I see every reaction. I see it all. 
And still, Wednesday is the most popular day after we're absorbing whatever happened Tuesday night. And the best time people are on on the Facebook side, for some reason, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know if they're putting it on their phones at work, but that always seems strange. But that's what Facebook tells me. The most popular time is 2 p.m. in the afternoon. The most popular day is Wednesday, Judy. I understand Wednesday because it's the day after the show. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's my synopsis writing day. I'm going to miss it. Yep. Uh, For the biggest posts uh, in this 28 days, this happy birthday to Laird was over 40,000 reactions. The goodbye screenshots, I had all the guys coming out of the war room and all, everybody shaking hands and everything, Judy, that last uh, scene yes. was seen by, these are views, I mean, views, 40,000 for Laird. Views on the goodbye screenshots was 32,000 views. And wow. the, the professor's last, not last, but professor's last post on Easton, Judy, got over 30,000 views to the professor. Wow. Now we got Laird wearing my Quest of Oak Island t-shirt, got 28,000 views. And Erin wearing her shirt, got 26,000 views. We haven't had uh, time to build up on Corian because he just uh, put it on with the other day, so... We got 33% female viewers, 67% male viewers. The top country is USA, number one, 46,000. Canada, 11,000. The UK, 6,300. Australia, 2,000. South Africa, 680. The top cities is Halifax, Melbourne, Australia, Ottawa, Ontario, Edmonton, and Toronto, Canada. Everybody in Canada, Judy, is in the top. And I love it. And I love it. I do, too. Yay, Canada. I love it. What do you think of that, guys? Hello, Zila, Eggart. And uh, the group just keeps on going. It's the most active group that uh, I'm in. I'm only in another one that's a ghost of bacon. But... Uh, you guys are unbelievable. You guys make this group without your interactions. What is a group without interactions? You know what I mean, guys? Well, it's, yeah, you guys are important. You really are. You're, you're our, our, um, our best go-tos. Yep. Yep. I might be the heartbeat, but you guys are the blood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Chris Tona's with us. And he wants to know if I did an update on the border. I have not yet. Do you want me to do that, John? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Here in Ontario, um, our numbers are at a standstill. We're not going down. We're not going up. The border is still closed. We are still in lockdown in Ontario. Now, there's talk of us opening up sometime the first two weeks of June, and we're hoping for that. I don't foresee the border opening up at all this summer. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Uh, Nova Scotia, as far as I know, has gone down in numbers. Uh, but as far as I know, their borders are still closed. That's what I know. 
Mm, there you go, Chris. Live from the Quest Studios. <laughs> I got that on my brain today, Judy. I'm cracking up. <laughs> it must be the heat. It must be the heat. Probably. You sure don't like that heat, do you? And Zia, I wasn't expecting that. No one ever wants to say my name. Hey, if you're a member in my group, we all bond together. Right on. You know what I'm saying? Some people I can mention their name and they leave. But that's up to them. I recognize everybody. I recognize them all. But uh, we're going to go over some of the moments that Judy said. So, Judy, I'm going to click you off. I mean, stay with me on the phone, and we're going to go through some screenshots from Tuesday. Okay, sounds good. Ready? Boom. Live from the Quest Studios. Oh, I got to show Corian. Here we go. Let me show him. There he is. The guy helps me out a lot. He, he doesn't want any credit, but uh, he does a lot for me. And what you see is a lot of what Corian does. That's all I'm going to tell you. Whatever you guys, whatever you guys are seeing, without Corian, you won't be seeing it. You'd be seeing some kind of stupid thing I would make or something. But I appreciate him a lot, Corian. I thank you so much. And it looks good. It looks good. It does it does? John Tom Burns is saying that uh, the Atlantic bubble still is not open. Numbers are improving. Hopefully the region regional travel is possible by July 1st. Okay, great. It must have zoomed by me. I didn't see it. I only get like four or five statements, and then it flies by me. Thank you, Judy. Okay. <laughs> you see more on your phone than I see on seven monitors. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow, you have a lot to think about. Wanda says, don't come to Mississippi, John. It's too hot. Hot and humid. All righty. Let me put these up, guys, and think of your best moments. Okay, we'll take one at a time. Yes, it does, Linda. Michelle, you're the best, John, and you're so great to everyone in the group. Thank you, Michelle. I try to be. Now, what about the uh, top pocket finds as far as the gems that they found? That sort of gets lost in the shuffle. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, you're right. They didn't bring that up the other night, did they, last Tuesday night? Or uh, what do they call them, the brooches? Yes, yes. Yes, it is, Chris. Even I had to put the AC in the window. But as far as them talking about the brooches, wow. I mean, they gave us dates, but what, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But I love those finds. What do you think, guys? And Linda, they need to find more. Mm. Playground, how would the border close not opening until July 1st affect the ninth season? 
I'm pretty sure. Wasn't the borders closed last year and they still got in, Judy? I'm not sure how last year was compared to this year. I don't know. I think, if I remember correctly, um, they were able to get in as long as they did their two weeks of quarantine. Right. But it it took quite a while. Was it June before they even got in last year? Don't know. Um, Yeah, so this year, if they're there, then they have done their quarantine time. Uh, If they're not, they'll still have to do it. Thank you, Charles. John's a stand-up guy in my book. Yep, I put it all out there. What you see is what you get. Yep, they got to quarantine again. The same thing. So I think it's almost the same protocol as last year. So if they were on the island and got through last year, Judy, I think we're pretty good that uh, they know what to do this year. Right, exactly. And let's face it, Nova Scotia wants them there. Sure. They're good for Nova Scotia. Okay, that's right. Linda says if they had their shots, they might help also. I mean, if Rick and Marty and Jake, Jake, Jack and everybody else had their shots, that might help also, you know what I mean? Right. I know my daughter was able to move back home because she had had her shots. Now, she still had to be tested. Right. But because she had them, they didn't question it. Right, right. And, of course, this was the big thing that I had some PMs on, them finding this uh, 1652 uh, Spanish coin in the swamp and also uh, presenting this uh, to Dan, even though he thinks it's all Spanish-related, the Spanish treasures in the swamp. But if he thinks, the only question I have, guys, you know how Johnny Brain works. He says... He believes in the Spanish. This is Dan Blankenship. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. This is Dan Blankenship. He believes the Spanish buried a treasure in the swamp. You got that so far? Yes. Okay. Why did he dig at 10X? The only reason I can think of is he didn't own that part of the swamp and he was going to tunnel over there. That's one question I would love to get answered. That's an interesting question. They quarantine, and if they leave early, shots and test 22 hours before they travel, testing negative. Yep, work permits are still possible within 14 days. Yep, Tom and Linda, the first coin in the swamp, turned Marty around. Yeah, but my question is, guys, Dan always believed the money pit was a ruse. It was a diversion. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. He said that. It's on YouTube he said that. You don't believe anything's at the money pit. It's a diversion. He believes the treasure's in the swamp. The only thing I can think of is uh, Fred Nolan owned that part of the swamp. And I'm saying, well, why, even though he did the uh, test with the wands to show a cavity on 10X, was he going to tunnel over to the swamp? That's an answer I even asked David but he's no longer on social media or answers any of his uh, PMs. Would like to, it would be nice to get the answer from him for sure. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Dowsing Rod pointed to 10X, but if he believes it's in the swamp, you know how far 10X is from the swamp is? Why did he put all that effort into 10X if he believed Money Pit was a diversion? That's my question. No, Tom says that uh, dowsing rod pointed to 10X. 
Right, see that. Tom Burns 10X would have been a ventilation shaft to dig where? If you believe the money pit's a, a, a diversion, I'm not going to be digging that way. Don't you think so, Judy? Why would I dig to a spot I believe nothing's there? That's a diversion. This is what I, I got very confused on. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't get it either. And but he couldn't get in the swamps either at that time. And Daniel, I think early on, Dan thought it was the Money Pit 10X, then changed his mind later. Probably, probably, a Professor. And Gary thinks there's treasure in both places. Could be. I hope so, Gary. And in that, Dan had to have some kind of well, proof before he spent money on drilling 10X. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought of that, Judy. I says, well, let me put it out there. It just doesn't make no sense to me. Not unless he was going to tunnel over and under the swamp, and Fred wouldn't even know about it. Fred would be on the swamp hearing uh, shovels and diggers. What's that noise? And there's a Dan underneath the swamp like a gopher uh, looking for it. You don't know these guys. I mean, these guys were tough, Judy. These guys were very tough. Yeah, they sure, sure were. Uh, Chris Dona says he believed it was the entrance to the treasure chamber. He believed 10X was an entrance to the treasure chamber. Yes. And Tom Burns, ventilation chaff leads to the main tunnel to the swamp. And Michelle, I think if it's an air shaft, it would lead to the treasure. And she's with Tony Sampson. Don't forget, guys, get on his tour, Salty Dog Tours, if you go up there. Uh, Tony Sampson, that the money pit was an air shaft. Yup, Linda, we got Bell's prop, Ball's property to look through and McGinnis. So that came up through my mind when they're showing the coin. Of course, I'm glad Dan saw the coin. That that was the first evidence of the Spanish being there for Dan before he, he passed. Just like the silver is the first evidence that there's some type of treasure on the island. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, right. I am so so happy they were able to do that for Dan. And there's uh, Gary. Who heck knows why I take these pictures? I don't know what I'm doing. They're probably blacked out. And there's the cross, a 700-year-old cross that could be a measuring device, could be if you laid it up on a map. I have no idea. But the correlation between this and the one that scratched into the temple or castle, the prison castle, is just unbelievable. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. The minute they Rick held that up, that was my first thought, was dome. Yep, dome. But just seems, it just seems weird when he went there and then all of a sudden they found this cross after that. I think this is not the, it is the biggest thing for the show to continue, I think, because if they didn't find this cross, I think uh, the show wouldn't have as much as appeal and try to be tied into the Templars, you know what I mean? Right, I agree, John, I do. But uh, like I said, my biggest moment was they finally did uh, see one 
and we finally saw things on the bottom of C1, that sort of tied it into me with the drilling and the information we were getting on the caissons. And it seems like the cross was like it didn't fit in to everything they were doing. You know what I mean? Right. I agree. When you have something like it's all of a sudden it's 700 years old and it's 1200 AD and all these crazy times, and all of a sudden you're back to the 1600s, the middle of the 1600s, pushing the 1700s, 100 or 150 years before 1795. That's where I concentrated on. Everything else is sort of an outline. It scratches my head. It's part of the story. But is it the solution? That's what I'm looking for, to tie everything in. Can we tie this cross in with anything else they found in 10 years? I mean, they've been there 13 years. They had to wait for permits to dig and everything. But does this cross right now, guys, tie in with any finds? Does it tie in with the gemstones? Does it tie in with the 600-foot pathway? What does this cross, as you see on my screen, tie into, except for being 700 years old, possibly Templar? Go ahead. I can't think of anything, John. I'm, I'm, maybe somebody else can. But I honestly, you're right. It, it doesn't, as far as I know. And Charles Fannin could be used as a key as the cross turns. I'm just saying, this is how I look at things. What does this cross, because it's the biggest fine, it's the biggest thing on the show, it turned everything around, but what does it tie it into? Does it tie into Smith's Cove? Nope. Does it tie in to the paved areas? Possibly the big one, because we got a date of 1200s. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is that we don't know at this point, do we? Yep. And Tom says, people are watching now to see what direction the mystery is. Yeah. I don't know. Even when they said in their last episode, Judy, that in the money pit area, they're lost. They have no idea what's going on there. I mean, they're going to follow Spooner Silver. But after 13 years and hundreds of drill holes and seven or eight caissons, and 2,000 holes drilled there, and 45 shafts, and we have found nothing. We found some parchment. We found some bone. We found pieces of this and pieces of that. I'm looking for the tie-in, though. We got all the dates, but we're still lost. We are for sure. Um, Daniel says that that, uh, Petter's episode did it for him. I agree with you, Daniel. I, I do think he had one of the, the best uh, theories there has been so far. And then Chris Dona. Maybe Nolan's Cross originally had one short arm before Fred moved Cone B. Who knows what he did. But uh, like I was saying last week, Chris, the two things we know on the island that we see and feel and touch is the swamp and Nolan's Cross. How did they make it? How did they move the boulders over there? And we know Dr. Spooner said the swamp was man-made. 
That's it. Everything else, except for Smith's Cove that they uncovered, the same thing that Dan Blankenship had to get dates, more dates. I say, if we find the secret of the cross and they coffered them up the swamp, we should be able to get answers. What do you think out there? I certainly agree. I want to know why Nolan's Cross is there. It's there for from the sea for directions. Can they see Nolan's Cross with all the trees and everything from the sea? I doubt it. You know what I mean, Judy? If all the trees are grown and everything else, how do you see the cross for direction if you're on a boat? Right. Exactly. And then Daniel says the cross may not be a cross. It may represent a tenant like Zena Halpern believed. Yep. It's just right, unbelievable. Daniel. So when I try to tie things in that don't make any sense to me, I just go with that. And there's a small stone road, and on the right, and then going all the way up, is a 600-foot pathway that goes all the way up the edge of the swamp. A message left behind, says Linda. And then, Tim, someone lost it. It could have been a heirloom they got. Yeah, anybody. Losing, dropping things, chains breaking. I have no idea. Hello, watcher. Thanks for coming in on the YouTube side. And don't forget, the big paved area was dated in the 1200s. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yes. And they haven't gone back there yet. No, because I want them to go to the eye. Quit horsing around and go dig that eye out. Right on. And Chris, I've done a bunch of work on the cross over the last year. I can't show anyone, of course. Yeah. When you can. Oh, Chris. <laughs> when you can, let us know. I just keep on scratching my head. like fucking us like that don't they oh i know a little something but i can't tell you yeah they drive me crazy and here's the, the cross that he saw another different templar item that was the rush place wasn't it yep and here they are putting stuff in that pipe that you said and then there's the guy that did the Reader's Digest uh, article and the striped shirt there between Dan and Mr. Tester. Hello, Jersey lady. Thanks for coming in. Yup, Daniel, the paved there in the lead cross color age. Yup. And of course, Daniel, I still got it in my uh, B-Live here. The swamp area disturbance. You know, why was it disturbed? There was a reason. And I hope we find out. And then this is where they found the uh, 1652 coin in the swamp. Yup, Don Brett's, they got to disturb the eye. There's Tony Sampson in the early days. 
ready. Let me get to this next one. So hope you guys are having a good week. My weeks are very quiet, but that's okay. I'm healthy, right? You got that right. My town is literally uh, rolled up the sidewalks, I think. Alrighty, where are you here? I hope I didn't erase them. But you never know with me. Let me see what this bunch has in it. There's that big paved area. <laughs> Tom Burns says a little laser surgery on the eye could clear things up for us. You know what I mean? I <laughs> yep. We had a mass off hats on tea party today. Very good, Wanda. Be safe. Be safe. Okay, and then there were dating the U-shaped structure. I don't know if people really uh, did it, but we had many dates from the U-shaped uh, structure. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, we did quite a few. It still is an enigma to me, that thing. Hello, Jess Dia. Thanks for coming in. But we got a lot of dates on this stuff, so that was the main concern. The thing is, the paved area is covering, covering Mercy Point. I thought I had one, Chris, that it wasn't covering Mercy Point. I'll have to look that up. I thought we said that before. I can't remember. There's the guy giving us the tree dates. Counting the rings, Judy. He counts the rings. Yes. <laughs> and there they are. There's the dates. He's got it on this ring pattern. I took this screenshot as he took the cross out of the soil. The cross was facing down. That sort of struck me strange. Only because Johnny's brain is, I heard if there was a 90-foot stone, that it was also facing down. What do you think of that, guys? Hi, yeah, Switzer. and yet where the cross, where they found the cross, you would think that that cross had been disturbed in that area. Yep, with all the tides coming in and out and got buried, unburied. Who the heck knows? Yep, Wanda, that other paved area was very massive. 
very massive. So that's when they took the cross right out of the dirt right then and there. And this button that they found. Yep, Maureen, I agree with you 100%. And probably a lot of people agree with you. But don't forget now we, we found. What'd you say, Judy? I said we do. We agree. Yep, Tom, nobody does this much work on this island for nothing. You know, for a hobby. You don't go there and do this like for a hobby. This was something made for a purpose. And then we found parchment. We found leather. Just unbelievable. Great, Jesdia. You were mostly open here in New, New Mexico. Yeah, but everything's opening up pretty good now. Yup, Linda, lots of buttons were found. Yup, Daniel, I don't know what the heck they were drilling through. When you, you he, The professor cringes when he sees the parchment. I hear you. It's, <laughs> it's pieces of... What would you say, Judy? It's pieces off of something. We're not pulling up full books here. That away, Barbara. Down here in South Carolina, no mask if you have a shot. Thank you, Lord. We're getting there. I hope we're getting there. And like I said, the biggest thing they're going to be pushing is right here, Judy. It's going to be spoon or silver. Yes, I agree. And that's why they uh, picked it for the last part of the show, you know what I mean? The last part of season eight. Right. Leave us right there to wait another year. <laughs> and now the drill program is going to be to find the direction of which way the uh, uh, water flows underneath this island to see if they can trace the source. Now, how are they going to do that? I have no idea. You need holes, right, Judy, to go down there to see where the heck it's going, where it's concentrated. And they said the concentration was at C1. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, John, Mr. Surveyor, if you don't know, I don't know. Well, if the strongest concentration is at C1 and it's weaker up above, well, that's where the strongest indication is right i mean how you if you followed a stream or water anywhere else it would be weaker if you're 12 what do you do 12 or 15 spots including 10x if your strongest indicator is 10x but he says it's in the water your indicator says the area is 10x you go away from 10x it should be weaker you know what i mean right right Yup, Tom. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wanda, I have no idea. They said they were going west of the C1. 
according to the dates of the wood they were drilling. Then they were going the other way to OC1. So like uh, Marty says, they're lost. They're lost in the money pit. We need Aaron to figure all this out. Right. And also, uh, there's another YouTuber. His channel is called Dot to Dot. Dot to Dot. He does a lot of things with circles and angles and everything off of uh, Xena's map to correlate with the measurements that they have on the ground. Give him a look. I mean, I, I'm open to all theories. And his theory is mathematical. His theory is from facts from Xena Halpern's map. So give him a look. His uh, YouTube channel is dot to dot. And you'll be amazed. Finding silver in the money pit. Well, they're in C1. So they say in the money pit here, I'm talking C1. Yup, Tom, need to redo tests now to confirm to reevaluate the drill program. Oh, my God. Tom, can you imagine if they had this information? Like since Steve's there, they did over 400 holes, but all in a central location. That would have been great to test. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. Let's hope that that's what they're doing right now is reevaluating that area. Yep. Too bad all the dirt samples, uh, Tom, couldn't show any concentration of silver. I know they keep um, things out of each hole, you know, because they sell them for charity. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. That's true. So they mark all these drill holes with their dirt. Well, can they somehow get that dirt from all these drill holes and each one get a scoop, put some kind of... I don't know, water measurement device on there and see if any kind of silver comes out of the sediment there. Even though Dr. Spooner did send the sediment thing down C1 and it wasn't in the sediment, it was in the water flowing. But just to see, I don't know. It's just an idea. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It might help them find which way to go. You know what I'm saying, Judy? Yes, I do. I get it. I hope they do that. Well, let me see if I got another 10 here. Or maybe that might have been it. How many did I show so far? I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. I need a director. I need a uh, photo editor. I need everybody. You're doing just fine by yourself. I hear you. Let me see here. You know, if the silver is concentrated in C1, well, if the water is carrying it and leaving it there, maybe it's just pulling up there. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah. Uh, Linda says Marty's coin through that the water is moving below. 
Right. We know about the solution channel. It's 175 feet below. It's a solution channel that moves. Let me see if I did this one. If not, I guess we're done. Daniel says, I don't believe they will solve the mystery by drilling. Thank you, Daniel. That's interesting to hear. Michelle is wondering, if they say that the water is flowing, then why did the dye test not uh, come through? Come through where on C1? Um, Yeah, to show any movement underneath. Right, it came up. Where where did Gary find it? In Smith's Cove, he found the red dye that came up. Yes, it was, was in the cove. Right, it was in the cove. But did they even look at the C1 to see if the dye was in there? I don't even think so, Michelle. I didn't even heard anything. Have you, Judy? I haven't. I don't think they did. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yes. They had drones in the air. They had ships in the sea. They had everybody all over the place. And I don't know if they'd looked or how would they see down in C1 180 feet deep to see if the dye was down there, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be certainly difficult. And they did put dye in C1 a couple of years ago. You remember putting them all the dye in there, and they put dye in 10X also. Right. Yep, Tom. In my pinpoint areas, that's what they're looking for, pinpoint. Less cost. Less cost. Alrighty. So that's it as far as my uh, screenshots for Tuesday. Now I want to hear each one of you or my regulars that are in here. What is your most memorable moment from season eight back? See if they type up a bunch that we don't know. We got the cross. We got the uh, 1652 coin showing to Dan. You know, I can say that finding the uh, stone road was a big thing to me because I'm hoping that that will lead us to find out who was there at one time. The small paved area, you mean? Yes. Yes. Well, we got the cribbing date, and they want to know if that goes out to the ocean. But don't forget, guys, when they're looking in the swamp now, the water was six foot lower. So what was visible at that time? The paved area and the big area, the big area, are three feet under sea level right now. You see what I'm saying? Steve said the sea yeah. level on the cobblestone road goes from, I think, a foot and a half to three feet below sea level. Well, if sea level was six foot lower, that means it had to be exposed three feet. 
Is that what I'm trying to hear and say? I think so. You know what I'm saying, guys? The water level is not the water level it is now back in the 1200s. Right. It's way lower. So what was visible in the year 1200? See what I'm saying? Right. And Barbara, the cobblestone pottery are fighting, really, they're finding, yeah, a lot of burnt pottery, uh, fire pits. Who the heck knows what they're doing over there? I don't know. A forge, a fire pit for the workers. I have no idea. And Michelle, it's too hard for her to pick one. Yeah, I understand. And Bill, got to follow the tunnel Billy found in the uplands with the long reach there. Yeah, there was wood way below there, uh, Judy. They found that wooden entrance or tunnel or whatever that was. Remember that when Rick went in the bucket and went down to take a look? Yes. Yes, I remember that well. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to fall in. And playground justice. Yeah, like I said, I was a surveyor. And you got to go by the elevations. Smith's Cove is six foot under sea level. Well, in the year 1200, six foot and six foot would cancel out, no? So right. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be under sea level. If the swamp had no road in front of it and they dug it out, which we don't know, and the cobblestone paveways, right now are between a foot and a half and three foot below sea level, those were above sea level. Right. Some of the memorial moments have been watching Marty and Rick interacting, both on the show, making discoveries and dinner interviews, just them. Yep, the brotherhood. I hear you. Yep, Daniel, I believe a lot of illegal activity was going on over a long period of time that required absolute secrecy. Yep. Like I always told Judy, that was their, what do we got? What's it called, Judy? Uh, Airy 51. We got. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Area 51, you got it. And then Barbara says, I think I'm going to pack my bags. I'm headed to Nova Scotia. I'm going to go look at that pottery. And Cindy, I liked the whole Billy dog towards the end, but had a cover back up and was caving in. Uh, in the swamp, uh, Cindy, with that piece of wood they found underneath, that big hunk of wood. Yeah, uh, the professor, uh, we can't find anything. We can't find no paperwork on Oak Island. We can't find nothing. We're just blank. Why? Because it was a secret. I go with you. I go with you on that. Yep, Cindy. But that could be wood from uh, Smith's Cove coming around. Where did all that structure go with the tide coming in and coming out? Could have just went around the corner and just flew in the swamp because the swamp was like a big vacuum without the road there. And everything from the ocean in the bay, since it's the island in the back, just flew in there. Because in the year 1220, they made a swamp. Why did they close the swamp to do what? 
See what I'm saying? Something's there. There's got to be something there. You don't do this for nothing. This big of a scale for nothing. And it's been used, reused for centuries by different people, different errors. And it's just passed down that this is the place to go to before you move on. Is there a treasure there? I still think there's something there. I'm going more on the religious artifact end and maybe around Nolan's Cross, some temple of treasure as far as some maybe some uh, gold. But as far as the scope of the island, I think it's a religious artifact, if it's still there, not to be recovered. I think some pirates did some shallow treasure burying that some others may have found. But I think it's a treasure of religious uh, artifact that's buried, not to be found. That's my own personal opinion. I don't think it's going to be a chest full of jewels and coins and all that. I believe it's a religious type of thing. And then the back of my mind says, well, if you're going to find or bury these religious artifacts from long ago, you would want them more susceptible to get out if you're going to make a new order in the new world. So that's that's the only thing that gets me, these religious things. You don't bury them forever, not unless it's some kind of crazy thing that's going to, like they say, like the Ark of the Covenant or something, uh, radiation or whatever the heck they're talking about on that end. But if you're bringing artifacts over from the old world to the new world, you want to get them out of there because you want to start your new order in the new world. You know what I mean, guys? Rick said once that he truly believed if the Templar treasure wasn't meant to be found, it would be in the bottom of the ocean. Yep, Frankie says it could be the first bank. And the professor, the common denominator of all time errors is the people were hiding something or some activities. Freemasons, Rosicrucians seem to be the key element. Yep. Yep, yep. And Caroline, memorial for me is how Rick was able to get Dan and Fred together. This led for Fred's son joining the team, allowed them to access to Fred's property and notes. Huge step forward to cooperation answer. Yeah, I still want to go through Fred's college and Fred's at his house on the mainland to see if he did show them everything. We'll never know, uh, Caroline. And the tunnels were dug by experienced workers. Yeah. I say if they find tunnels, and Cindy, I'm not even going to say that. That's almost a ban. Sorry, Cindy. Talking to Cindy Monroe. 
I held back. And trauma must remain on stage on YouTube. There's a cemetery of a pile of rocks, intention in the ground, indentation in the ground with headstones and footstones that no one knew of and moved. Someone had to have been buried there. I don't mean accidental. Whatever that means. Look, we always talk, Judy, about, you know, is there anybody buried on Oak Island? You know what I mean? Under a pile of rocks or how they used to bury him. I have no idea. Laird said he might think Sam Ball's buried there. But that's all we got. I have no proof. You got anything on that, uh, Judy? No, not at all. I do sometimes wonder if maybe a Templar could be buried at Nolan's Cross somewhere, but uh, that's just a thought. Got to run. Thanks, everyone. Good night, Tom. I just see Facebook user on my side, but I see people saying uh, good night uh, to Tom. Thanks for coming in. Good night, Tom. But uh, I'm going to put the phone number up, Judy. Okay. Let me see. And don't forget, look at my group's page on our Saturday night podcast. You know, I'll be announcing when I'm on. Because in the summer, you know, people will call me for guest appearances and everything else. I'll try to just schedule them on Saturday. But always watch the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page for all updates on all podcasts. Even if I do like a Wednesday at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, just watch the alerts. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. Yeah, keep your eyes open on that, guys. Because that's and come how- join us when we're there. Yeah, because that's when, uh, that's how summer runs, Judy. It just runs crazy. All of a sudden, people go to camp. People do this. All of a sudden, people will call me. Well, I can come on Saturday at whatever. Uh, okay, let's go. And then I'll post it to the group. So we'll run the phone number for a little bit. Just let us know if you want to call in. Judy will pop off. Barbara Perry says, does anybody know where Sam Ball was buried, was laid to rest? Now, I have heard that he was laid to rest in one of the Carolinas, but I don't know if that's true. Hmm. It's been unbelievable. We learned a lot, Judy, this year. We learned a lot. Yes, we have. But, uh, if Dan was a little younger and Fred Nolan was a little younger before the Linguinas uh, took over, you know, maybe if we had another five years, just for saying, you know, I mean, five years from now, I think they would have some concrete evidence of what was going on there. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just, uh, you know, the timing of life, like uh, Dan told Rick and Marty, what you give is your time. And that's when Rick and Marty says, yeah, we've been here. We got old for 13 years doing their part. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, you look at pictures of them when they first started to now, there's a big difference. Yep, yep. And what the island takes is time. And that's what I tell a lot of people, too. Time waits for no man. And timing 
is everything in the world. You know what I mean? Timing. Some people got great luck. Some people got great timing. No matter what they do, what they say, what they touch, they have great timing. Other people, you know, nothing ever works out for some reason. But that's the way it is. That's the way it is. You got to accept it and move forward. You know what I mean? Just be real. Right. Be real and just go on. Okay, you got good luck. You picked these numbers or whatever. You won this or did that or whatever. Your life is so happy, cheery. But sometimes some people have more problems than the regular down-to-earth people that I've noticed. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. It does happen a lot, John. And then we end up with friends like we've got right here right now that help us get through. Yep. Yep. That's what we're all here for. I'm here for entertainment. We're at the Quest Studios here on Saturday night. May 22nd, 2021, Quest Live. You're here live with John and Judy on the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page and YouTube, Q-O-O-I, YouTube channel. Tracy, I think the Freemasons and some of our founding fathers were, they got the treasure somehow and created America's. Plus, the treasure was spent to create Washington, D.C. and start our government. Yeah, the money had to come from somewhere. Good night, Wanda. We're going to be buttoning up shortly, too. Good night, Wanda, and thank you. And Playground Justice, someone call in. But, uh, yeah, like I'm saying, just look on the page during the summer. Hours might change. Days might change. I always post, especially with the season ending. Any kind of updates, you know, will be posted as fast as I know them. Of course, my YouTube paid site will get all the information firsthand because that's one of their perks on my paid membership site. Uh, the lowest the level is only 75 cents a week. That's $3 a month. But I think if I can get a lot of people to join that, I know it's not for everybody. But then when you're buying T-shirts and coffee mugs and replacement parts and people help with the chairs and the video uh, cameras, it's all upkeep, you know. And then every year uh, subscriptions come up, uh, screaming services come up. So it helps just run the place without, you know, doing anything. I'm trying to make uh, YouTube the go-to to buy everything and replace everything through YouTube. But of course, YouTube takes 30% and then you're a uh, contractor, Judy, because when you file your taxes, you got to file a separate uh, contractor for YouTube because you're a YouTuber now, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, boy, you can't win for losing. You know, so it's, uh, you know, it's not worth it, you know what I mean? If you make 75 cents a week, and a t-shirt costs you $16, one t-shirt, without the postage, you figure it out. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, You're not going to be making a lot, are you? <laughs> you know, you need a lot of people to uh, to help out at 75 cents a, a week. I know times are tough, but you got to put it out there because they would put commercials on your site anyways. So on the YouTube site, but there's no commercials on my Facebook site. Only certain videos I'll take off of Facebook and leave on YouTube. 
but most of my videos on Facebook I leave on, and they're commercial free. You know what I mean? There's no commercials on Facebook. Right. But guess what will happen shortly? <laughs> Wouldn't shock me. You know, they want to get into uh, commercialization, uh, a, uh, ads, and you have no choice. They say, well, we're going to put commercial in here and there. Well, that's social media, and they want their ad revenue, and they're always looking for new ways for them to make money. But people and creators like me, you, you get hardly nothing, you know what I mean? You need a million views, you know. So I'm not in it for the money. I'm just hoping it pays a little bit of the streaming services and the guys that I mentioned here to help me out a lot. Um, without you guys, we'll be able to do it. You'd have to go back streaming like on Facebook Live and it clicks on and it clicks off. You can't get the boxes. And um, and all their services, they don't go down. They go up, you know what I mean? Yes, nothing goes down anymore, John. Yep, and the professor says, some believe that the money and treasure were kept on Oak Island to fund the new country modeled by the beliefs of the Freemasonry and Rosicrucians. Yep. Yes. Yep, and Starlene Stevens, the Quest Studio fans, you're live on the Quest channel. But... <laughs> um. All righty. Well, we're going to take the number off, and Judy's going to say her goodbyes, and we'll just head it off from there. I'll see if I can get some new material. Like I said, we'll get into some uh, trivia, and we'll get points. Uh, we'll keep two mugs for uh, prizes for the 5,000 points. I might even throw in there. I might, if you don't have any mugs, I might throw in a T-shirt if you would like that instead of a mug, because um, this is this is how we roll here. This is how we roll. I always give you guys something that's worth the while. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, you do so for sure. I might not be the smoothest talker, but I'm just a viewer like you guys. Hello, Virginia. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. Thanks for coming in. All right, Judy, if you want to say your good nights, and then I'll button it up and we'll go from there. Go ahead, Judy. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for coming. Um, make sure you keep watching our page for when we can be together again. And I thank you so much for all of your encouragement. That means more than I can put into words. And thank you, too, John, and we'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Okay, Judy, I thank you so, so much. Alrighty, drama. Get Cash App. It's immediate, and it doesn't charge either party. Same thing with Facebook Pay or on PayPal. There's no charge if you just mail it as a gift and not mail it the direct deposit as a gift. Well, like I said, Judy's synopsis will be printed out on my web uh, page and group very shortly. I thank you guys for coming in tonight. You guys are the best. We'll see what we can do over the summer. We'll always have something to chat about because, like, um, that's what I'm here for. But remember, guys, what do I say?
always go forward. You may get a setback in life, but don't let that bother you. You plow forward. You believe in your dreams. No matter how old you are, go with that dream. It don't matter. Just go for it. You stay positive. This is what I want my group to be positive. No negativity. Positive. Get along with everybody. Chat with everybody. Be kind to everybody. You stay positive and be mentally strong in these crazy times. If you can't, there's a lot of help out there, like I keep on telling you guys. If you need a little bit of help, seek help. You'll feel better for it. You stay safe. You stay positive. And good night. Watch my group for if we're going to be on on Saturdays. And for any updates, I will post way in advance. Thank you for joining me tonight. You guys are the best. Keep in touch. Like I said, I got about eight mugs, eight membership Quest mugs for sale, $30 each. Includes postage. International. Might need a little help. Thank you. Have a great rest of your Saturday. And enjoy. Good night.